Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. He is in Pennsylvania. I am in the state of South Dakota, and we are excited to have you joining us today. Check out our show website, which is trdshow.net. We have a list of links to all of the many platforms that we are on, and uh, they're all found on that website. So definitely check that out. Um, If you haven't checked out our website yet, or checked out our about page, or just kind of moved around on there, um, then you're missing out on some stuff that might give you more insights into what our show is about. That's why it's called an about page. Uh, also, you can send us a message from the bottom of the homepage on our website. We have a contact form. So if you don't want to send us an email, you can do that. Or if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it to trdshow at protonmail.com. And we would very much love to get uh, emails from you. Send us questions you have. Send us uh, words of encouragement. We always really appreciate those because we put a lot of effort into the show. And uh, sometimes it's nice to know that uh, people are listening or watching and our content is beneficial. Uh, The resources we're giving you, um, you've followed through and they've helped you uncover new things, either uh, in current events or in the word of God. Uh, It's just nice to know that what we're doing is being used um, by God to help other people. So send us words of encouragement if you'd like. We'd always appreciate those. You can send them to trdshow at protonmail.com. And that is probably one of the only times we're going to toot our own horn here. So uh, today is Literature Wednesday, and if you're watching us, you will notice I have a new book on my shelf. Jacob has a new book on his shelf, and the new book is Restoring the Foundation of Civilization by Gary DeMar, and this week we read chapters one uh, and the introduction. So just we read chapter one and the introduction to the whole book. Um, So I focused a little more heavily on the introduction. Jacob focused a little more heavily on chapter one. So we're here to bring you an unbiased view of both of those. Um, So there is a, yeah. So you focused more on the introduction than I did on chapter one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We always joke that literature Wednesday is one of my favorite, one of my favorite episodes, segments, and then current events is one of Jacob's favorite segments. And, um, Every so often we trade and he's like, oh, I really like this chapter. And so he takes it away. And then sometimes I'll get really excited about a current events story. But usually it's, it's you know, Jake likes current events. I like the literature. And then we both really love the discussion topic. So that's not to say either of those episodes we dislike. That's just kind of, right. we just right. lean a little more heavily into the show prep on those episodes. So that we really like. So today we have a lot to cover. Um, The introduction to this book covers so much um, and it's hard to believe that it's just the introduction, but it really kicks off um, what this whole book is about. Uh, And I love that within the first couple of pages, Gary DeMar just starts attacking government schools. He shoots down the idea of revolutions being the answer to everything and mm. breaks down historical things that happened in Germany and France, all in the introduction to this book. So we are off to a roaring start, and I can't wait to get started today. But before we I get mean, into all chapter, of that. Chapter one, real quick, is like 
just a quick explanation is um, it's kind of a, a subject that we've talked about before, probably talked about a lot on the show, but I do like a lot of what Gary DeMar has to say about the certain topic, but you shall quickly find out what that topic is when oh, we yeah. start getting into chapter one. Nice. 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 Yeah. Very cool. So look forward to that. Stay tuned. Um, but before we get into all of that, we have to do what we always do on every episode, which is talk about our verse of the week. And it's Wednesday, so I'm going to pass it over to Jake to do just that. Alrighty, and our verse this week is found in Colossians 1, verses 12 through 13, which says, Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Um, end quote. And this is... A, like, I'm going to go over um, what kind of harp on exactly what Bruce was saying on Monday. So if you want a little bit better way of saying it, go to Monday. If you want to hear my explanation, stay here. But um, <laughs> stay um, here. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I like to focus on this beginning part because um, we really need to think about this in everything that we we do. Um, but the the giving thanks to God. We look at um, how God told us to pray um, in the Sermon on the Mount and showing us the the Lord's Prayer, and and we find we find the Lord's Prayer as the very beginning is, uh, "Hallowed be Thy name, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done." Um, you're you're starting out with um, a hallowing of God's name. You're, you're starting out with a glory to God, a praise to God, and a thankfulness to God. And, and that's how prayers should start out. And, and just thinking of that whole concept in everything that we do, all the things that we do, we need to thank God for all the good things that come from it. Um, and that anything that we do that is an achievement, uh, anything that is good that we do, any good thought that we have, is all from God because um, we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And if God hadn't brought us out of that, all the bad things that we do are, are our own. And so that now that God has brought us out of that, out of that total depravity, um, all of these things that we do that are, are good and the standard of good is his word. When we do those good things, those should go back and reflect back to God in us giving thanks to God for all those things. So, yeah, absolutely. Again, if you want, if you want to hear that more eloquently said, go to Monday that's... and listen to Monday's episode. <laughs> no, that's that's a really that's a really good reminder, um, and it's good to to keep hitting hitting on that um, because I think that's one of the things we can take for granted so frequently. Um, so it's good to remind people and remind ourselves of that uh, as as much as we can. So with that, we will move into the introduction to Gary DeMar's book, Restoring the Foundation of Civilization. And this book actually was written, I think, in 2020, from what I can tell. 
which is kind of cool because he makes references to you know what happened with the blm riots in 2020 he talks about a lot of government overreach that happened in 2020 um and the cool thing about that is that this book uh gary damar is, is approaching the society that we're in today and speaking to speaking into that and talking about how from a biblical perspective we can restore the foundation of this civilization and really as we're going to learn and continue discussing this is the foundation and as we know the church is one foundation society's one foundation is christ and the word of god and we need to restore our civilization back to that foundation or rebuild in the inevitable collapse of what they're bringing it to, which is utter ruin. And after it collapses because of their own doing, we need to be ready to rebuild that as Andrew Torba and Andrew Isker were talking about in their book, Christian Nationalism, which we just finished last month. So um, before we do get started, there's like an interesting... For those of you who are in reformed circles right now, there is an interesting debate going on um, with Gary DeMar. And, and really, it's not even a debate with him. It's just kind of a people are sort of boycotting his stuff. And Jake, you may want to speak into this more than I do, because I think you're more familiar with what's actually going on there. Um, but there is the whole debate between uh, preterism and hyper preterism mm -hmm. and uh, preterists and that whole thing if you're interested in hearing us do an entire episode on that or you're confused about what those terms mean send us an email trdshow at protimail.com and we maybe we'll do a discussion episode on do a purely theological discussion episode um but basically uh one of the general one of the general principles behind preterism is that um we're you know christ's second return has already happened and so this is it where we are right now is already the resurrection of the dead. Um, we're living in the new heavens and the new earth, but it's not um, that we're looking for a future fulfillment of Christ to completely finish purifying it and defeat death. It, it's I don't fully understand at the present all that preterism or hyperpreterism entails, but those are yeah. some of the those are some of the symptoms of that uh, theological system. Um, so anyways, Gary DeMar was on a show of someone who is a hyperpreterist and made apparently one or two comments. And so everyone's all up in arms and they're like, oh, no, he might be leaning that way and he might believe in, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, there's a whole thing right now. But we we tend to to think that given everything he's written um, mm -hmm. and all the work that he's done on this topic, um, He's a trustworthy source. Uh, yeah. And he even has said himself that his specialty is in Matthew chapter 24, which has enormous impacts for us today and how we interpret the book right. of Revelation. Yeah. So that's where we're approaching this from. No, we're not dis disowning Uncle Gary. Um, <laughs> we think he has some incredible and amazing works that he's put out, and we're very excited to learn from those. So now the the we kind of we chose this book before the whole debacle happened right in, um in the whole circles reform circles so we had chosen this book 
and and this kind of is twofold because um first of all we didn't choose this book to necessarily say exactly that we are uh we didn't choose this book because it was written by Gary DeMar specifically <laughs> yeah. we stand with Gary DeMar or anything right right <laughs> but it's also we're not going to say that oh we, we chose don't. it then hearing all the stuff in um hearing all the stuff yeah. in the reform circles that we're going to get rid of the book no we're yep. we're just going to yep. keep with our plan and just do this book whether yeah. you know what happens in the reform circles or not i happen to think i'm definitely not on the side of attacking attacking gary tomorrow or even calling gary tomorrow heretic which that's yeah. oh, what goodness, some of the no. people are doing and it's it's completely yeah. Yeah. crazy it's getting a bit yeah, out of I, hand but yeah. yeah i certainly don't agree with that um right. right especially well i'm going to say that it's not an issue i know a lot about preterism versus hyper preterism so for me at least um i will say it's not an issue I know enough about to say Gary DeMar is a heretic or not, or, or right. whoever believes either one is a heretic or not. I know there are definitely things about uh, hyperproterism that are not good, but mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm certainly not going to say Gary DeMar isn't saved at, or right. in any shape or form. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm actually kind of secretly hoping we get some emails of people asking more questions about this so that we can like have like, oh, sweet. Now we definitely have to study this more and look into this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to be doing a further study on preterism and hyperpreterism just for my own knowledge, um, just to be a little more sure of, you know, what this whole thing is about. But um, I have some inclinations and I have read some uh, works from different people on the topic. Um, and actually, it's addressed in Paradise Restored by david chilton which is one of my absolute favorite theological books um hands down it's just an incredible book if you don't already have it paradise restored wonderful book but he goes through a lot of that kind of stuff and breaks it down and it's 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 great for that so um yeah so all that being said jake thanks for being balanced and kind of rounding that out that was really yeah. good so with that we have the remaining 15 minutes to go through the introduction and chapter one of Gary Demar's book. As we always say, this was it was kind of we're introducing this book anyway, so I think it's okay. And this topic I think needed to be addressed because we were probably going to get a lot of questions from people about, hey, how can you read this book with everything going on and blah blah blah. Right. You know? So right. this was good. This was well time well spent. Um and I'll also say we don't cover a lot. There's so much in these in these all these books we're reading that we just don't have time to cover on the show. Also, for copyright reasons, we can't cover everything that's in the book. Like, that's mm -hmm. just, we don't want to do that to the author because these people put a ton of effort into writing these things. Um, and it's their time, it's their money. And we really encourage you to purchase a copy of their books. So we are, in a sense, reviewing their books on the show and providing some additional information from that, their books that we've surmised and gathered. But you're not going to, this isn't a word for word reading from the book. Yeah. We pull some the excerpts, reason... we pull quotes, but we're not doing a word-for-word -word yeah. reading. So always, always we recommend buying your own copy of these. The reason we bring in the quotes is because uh, we want to make sure that the people understand that this is not just our interpretation of the book. This is the exact words from the actual yes. book. This is what so they said. We're, we're trying to make sure that we're not totally ripping the book apart 
and saying something about the book yeah. that isn't true. Misquoted or, uh, yeah. Right. Misnomer. Right. Yep, for sure. So, <laughs> page eight in the introduction. Um, and again, this is these are like the Roman numerals. So if you're looking this up, it's the Roman numeral version of eight. As long as I'm in the introduction, that's what that is. Um, Gary DeMar said, many Christians don't believe there can be or should be a Christian civilization. So they send their children off to the local government school that is anti-Christian, believing that facts are neutral and public education is free. Such thinking comes at a terrible cost, end quote. And as you'll see, that cost, um, as Mordo says in Dr. Strange, the bill always comes due. <laughs> and we are seeing that bill come due today. After about a century and a half of government indoctrination, civil government indoctrination in secular humanism, we are now seeing the disastrous repercussions of those um, those uh, sets of indoctrination. Page nine, Gary DeMar went on and said, anti-Christians are killing off their future via, via abortion and choosing not to have children. Homosexuality and transgenderism and all the other genderisms are folly and self-destructive. When men and women are cutting off their genitals to identify as the opposite sex, we must ask whose civilization is coming to an end, end quote. Mm. And they're ending their own way of life. They are living in ways that are not sustainable. Um, living in ways that will, unless they have another source of children, they're going to run out of people. <laughs> now, that's why it is vitally important that we do not give them our children. That Christians stop sending their children to the wicked civil government to be trained. And Gary DeMar addresses that really, really well in the introduction of his book. So go back and, and read through that because he just, if you have any friends who claim to be Christians, have children and don't understand the importance of educating those children themselves and are sending them to the wicked civil government to be trained all day long, they need to get this book. You need to read this book, give this introduction to them and really talk to them because they need to understand what they're doing to those children. Now, uh, one important facet of society, one important thing that Gary DeMar addresses in this introduction is that there is no such thing as an absence of religion. So us try, or really it's the secular humanists who think, Hey, we want to be religion free. We want to live in a society that is, you know, neutral, right. Or secular, um, and we don't want religion mixed with politics or government. We need to understand that that's an impossibility. On page 11, Gary DeMar says, politics, actually civil government, is no more morally neutral territory than self-government, family, and church governments, end quote. And we need to remember that. On page 12, he went on and said, in 19th century Germany, a distinction was made between the realm of public policy managed by the state, the civil government, and the domain of private morality. Religion was the sphere of the interpersonal life, while things public came under the jurisdiction of the worldly powers, end quote. And that dichotomy simply doesn't exist. That's a fallacy. And Gary DeMar goes into more detail in the introduction of his book. So check that out. Um, next section that he talked about was revolution. 
and societal transformation apart from God, um, it doesn't end well. If we try to have revolution, societal transformation, we try to do all of these things without God, it will not end well. So basically what he's doing here in this introduction, I know some of these things seem a bit disjointed in the way that I'm presenting them, but what he's really doing is showing us all the things that people have tried to do. First of all, he started out by showing us the problem that we are sending our children to the civil government to be trained. It's one of the major problems. And some people have tried to, as a result of that, we now have people claiming we can have neutrality, which we can't. Then we have people trying on the other side being like, well, we need revolution or we need societal transformation, but they don't understand that they have to go to the God of freedom to get freedom. And so what they're inevitably going to end up with is what every other generation of people throughout the history of the universe that tried to do this without God, that's what they're going to get, which is disaster. So on page 13, uh, Gary DeMar said, rioting, killing, and burning may seem like a quick way to get results for social justice, but if history is any indicator, it's a bad methodology. Page 14, he went on um, and he said, civilizations do not arise from the flames of chaos the chaos continues unabated until the old revolutionaries are done um are done away with and a new more tyrannical group of chaos makers take over so he talked a lot about the french revolution unfortunately i don't have time to get into that so i'm just gonna have to skip over that section um but go back to the book and and check that out because i do want to leave some time here for jake to get through his part of chapter one <laughs> promise i haven't forgotten but i want to include a quote uh that gary damar included a quote from gary north um it's the battle of the garys <laughs> the army of the garys there it is um and this is a really good quote um and basically it's under the heading of the principle that the civil government is an institution ordained by god and we can look at tons of verses throughout scripture to to see that um but Gary North said the anarcho-capitalist rejects all forms of civil government. He sees the free market as legitimately autonomous, but then comes the problem of violence and sin. How can these be predictably restrained? The biblical answer is government, including civil government. Civil governments always reappear. They are, the, they are one of God's four ordained systems of, of government. Um, and then he lists them. We have self-government, church government, family government, and civil government. Christians cannot legitimately adopt the libertarian quest to establish a world devoid of civil government. That's, that's not possible. Sin mandates civil government and civil sanctions. End quote. And that was from Gary North. So that is really good and it's important. So when we're talking about restoring the foundation of civilization, we don't mean down with the aristocracy. We don't mean all civil governments need to be disbanded and, and annulled. Um, that's the opposite of what we're talking about. We are talking about restraining the civil government, but also restraining all governments, self, family, church, and finally state under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That doesn't happen at the point at the end of a barrel of a gun and that doesn't happen at the tip of the sword that is not how we transform society biblically okay so chapter one just a few quotes and then i'll pass it over to jake here we go beginning of chapter one <clears throat> page one in that chapter gary damar said 
Religion, in some form or another, is always mixed with government, including its political manifestation. It's impossible to separate religion from politics or God from government. When the one and only God is rejected, a false God takes his place. That's really important to remember. Um, he spent the beginning part of chapter one outlining and explaining how the breaking of the first commandment led to the evils we see today. And that's really important to understand. Page two, he said, consider what's happening in China. Chinese government officials ordered a church to remove the first commandment from a display because it directly contradicts the policy of the president of China. Um, and then also page three, he went on, and this will be my last quote. He said, the French revolution of the 18th century overthrew the old regime and replaced it with a new government based solely on the goddess reason that was defined by those in power, end quote. So what he's demonstrating there is that the Chinese government wants to remove the first commandment because it says, thou shalt have no other gods before me, because it recognizes that it wants to be a god. Whether yeah. it wants to admit it or not, it recognizes, oh, yeah. if Christians keep seeing that, they're not going to let us be a god, and we really need to be that. Then also, yeah. the French Revolution specifically built a temple to the goddess of reason, <laughs> Because they recognized that their reason, the idolatry of their own hearts, was a god to them. And they needed to build a temple to it. So it's impossible, no matter how much we want to try and separate religion and morality from civil government, it doesn't get its own set of morals. That's not possible. Yeah. Take it away, Jake. Um, to Moving on from that. Gary DeMar talks a lot about uh, a subject that Bruce and I have talked a lot about is, um, and I think Bruce, Bruce touched on it, but the, the, and actually I think Bruce hit a lot of it is that you can't, can't be neutral. The, the myth of neutrality. Um, and I mean, I think our very first episode on this show was mm. talking about the myth of neutrality. Yep. Um, but All those years on ago. page on page seven, Gary Dumar quotes a song written by George Frederick Handel. And this song, I won't I'll quote the song here, but it's it's showing uh the that the government is controlled by God. Um mm. and I'll quote page seven here. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, end quote. And, you know, the vitally important that understanding that the government is, shall be upon his shoulders. He is an instant. That's right uh, out the of government. the book. That's right out of the book of Isaiah. That's what Handel yeah. was quoting there was Isaiah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I <clears> think he even, um, has the the scripture verse right in there the sorry yep. not the scripture verse specifically but the the citation basically right but um yeah right but on page eight gary demar continues saying the starting point in any discussion of civil governments in all their forms city county state national is who is ultimately in charge um, you ask a city who's in charge, who's ultimately in charge. Um, 
the mayor would probably say, well, I guess the the per the the governor of the county, the person in charge of the county, he's he's in charge of me. Then you ask the the person who's in charge of the county, they ask them who's in charge. They'll probably say, oh, the governor of the state. And then this you ask the state who's really in charge. They'll say the national government. And ultimately, who's in charge of the national government? They would just say themselves. <laughs> or if they really if they really knew the truth, they would say God is in charge. Mm. Um, because really that's that's what the actual case should be. Yep. Um, but on page eight, Garrett continues, they all claimed to be the ultimate authority for good for the good of mankind. Otherwise, why would people put them in power? No one chooses a governor or governing power unless there is a promise of good government. End quote. And and really that's to show that there is a want for good government. There is a want for good. But what decides that good? Uh, on page ten, Gary DeMar says, in J.R.R. Tolkien's the Lord of the Rings, the power of the ring is not something to be desired even by good people, because in fact, no one is ultimately good. Uh, and Gary DeMar lists Romans 3.10 uh, through 12, Psalms 14.1 through 3, and Psalms 53 verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to I'm going to continue down. Um to my last quote, because I think we're very close here. <clears throat> a couple seconds left. But um, my last quote. No, that's fine. Um, I think this one is vitally important, though, that I really want to bring out. Is uh, Gary DeMar says on page 11, There is no neutrality. Every government pledges, pledges allegiance to some god. Bob Dylan's song, Gotta Serve Somebody, gets it right. <laughs> it may... And, and then he quotes the song, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody, end quote. Uh, Garen Mark continues again on page 11 to say, John Lennon criticized Bob Dylan's song by releasing a parody titled Serve Yourself. He only Oof. proved Dylan was right because the person who murdered him did exactly that. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, Yikes. So, and end quote. Yeah, that that was the end. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, it's really true. There, there is no neutrality. They will serve. Yeah. And and Christ says that, uh, in the New Testament, saying you either with him or against him. Yep. Uh, you yep. will either serve him or you will serve the devil. Yep. Um. Because there is no neutrality. So. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> well, brilliant breakdown of that. Thank you very much, Jake, for pulling out those quotes. Um, and, of course, there's so much more in the book, in the introduction and the chapter and chapter one that we didn't have a chance to chat about on the show yet. So get your own copy of this book, which, again, if you forgot the title, uh, it's Restoring the Foundation of Civilization by Gary DeMar. You don't want to miss the rest of the content in this book, so definitely go and check that out. 
It's probably on our Gap page by now. If today's Wednesday, I think it's on our Gap page. Check that out. If it's not, shoot me an email. Just get, give me a poke on the on the on the shoulder, and I'll I'll get that out there. <laughs> um, thank you all so so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget our website is trdshow.net. Check that out. Send us an email trdshow at protonmail.com. And thank you so much again. And stay tuned. Check out our Friday episode where we discuss the difference between a limited gospel and the full gospel. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.